Let's turn first of all in the word of the Lord to Genesis 16. Read a portion of that and then turn to Genesis 18. In Genesis 16, let's read the first six verses. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children. And she had an handmaid, an Egyptian whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. When she saw, saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee, I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. But Abraham said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand, do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. Then let's go ahead to Genesis 18. We'll read here the first 15 verses. And the Lord appeared unto him, Abraham, in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, and bowed himself toward the ground, and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do, as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf, tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and the calf which he had dressed, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind them. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. 
Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And then let's turn to Genesis 21. We'll read here the first eight verses. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was an hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. That's where we read God's holy and inerrant word. May God add add his blessing upon the reading of the Holy Scriptures. The text that we consider tonight is Hebrews 11. Verses 11 and 12. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead So many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. We look, beloved congregation, in the Lord Jesus Christ at two things, briefly by way of introduction here. The first is, we confess that there is some difficulty in understanding who is the subject of verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 11. King James has as the subject, Sarah, by faith, 
For through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. There are other reputable translations of the Bible. And instead of having Sarah as the subject of verse 11, have Abraham as the subject of verse 11. That Abraham was able to conceive seed in his old age because Abraham had judged God faithful who had promised. I point this out not to seek to cause any doubt or distrust in the Word of God. Reality is it it makes little difference whether it is Abraham who is strengthened or it is Sarah who is strengthened. I point this out simply to acknowledge the fact that there is some difficulty in understanding who the subject is here. And if anyone is using a different translation of the Bible and it says there that Abraham was strengthened to conceive seed, I, I point that out to clear up confusion. The reality is it could well be both. In fact, that's likely the idea that both Abraham and Sarah were strengthened. It would be a miracle for Sarah to bear a child at 90 years old. It would be a miracle for Abraham to be able to conceive that child at 100 years old. So either way, it's a, it's a miracle. And either way, it's through faith. That in the first place. In the second place, by way of introduction here, we will be in this sermon focusing on Sarah. And we are going to spend a significant amount of time looking at Sarah in the history of her life leading up to this verse here, Hebrews 11, verse 11. And I believe that that's helpful, that will be helpful to us to see some of the background here in Sarah's life leading up to the, the climax of Sarah's life where, wherein she is given the ability to conceive seed in her old age. If we just draw out the thought of this text, that Sarah was given this miraculous ability to conceive seed, to bear a child when she was 90 years old, then that, that seems so amazing and so incredible that it's hardly even relatable unto us. We might stand in awe of that fact. Wow, look at what happened here that God gave to this 90-year-old woman a child. We might be thankful that God worked in Sarah so that Sarah was able to bring forth a child, but would we say that Sarah's circumstances are relatable to us? Is this something that, that you and I can relate to? Apart from seeing what, is, what the struggles of Sarah's life were leading up to the climax in her life when God gave unto her this child in her old age, it could be difficult for us to relate to the life of Sarah. And so we will then begin by looking at some of the history building up to this point to see that Sarah was a woman not unlike any other Christian woman, and then see 
the strengthening hand of God in her life. As God gave unto her that ability to bear a child when she was past age. Sarah received strength. We use that as our theme. First, we'll see her natural condition. Second, we'll see God's strength given. And then in the third point, I'm going to change it from what I put in the bulletin. Third point, we're going to look at faith, the instrument of faith. Her natural condition, God's strength given, the instrument of faith. If we look at the life of Sarah prior to the account given here in Hebrews 11, verse 11, we see that the life of Sarah was that of, I'm going to call, a normal child of God. Normal in this sense that she believed in God. Normal in this sense that she was willing to submit unto God's will for her, even when God's will for her was that she was led into difficult ways. But also normal in this sense that she was a sinner. And as a sinner, she struggled with the promise that God had come unto her with. And so we may see that that Sarah was a normal child of God. She shows that she was a woman who respected her husband. When her husband, Abraham, came unto her and told her that he had received a call from God and that God was calling him to go out into this land that he would after receive for an inheritance, Sarah, as a God-fearing wife who respected her husband as her head over her, was willing to oblige to her husband's requests. And she went with her husband and traveled to that unknown location until eventually God made it clear that they were to go into the land of Canaan. She accompanied him. But then we see also that Sarah was a woman who struggled with weakness of faith. Although on the one hand, she respected her husband and was willing to submit unto his real headship, on the other hand, Sarah struggled with believing the word that God had brought unto her. We see the weakness of faith the weakness of Sarah's faith revealed, especially in Sarah's response to the astounding claim that God had given unto her and unto Abraham. God had promised her and Abraham that a child would be born unto them, yea, to go even further, that a great nation would be born out of them. And yet, at this point in life, Sarah is childless. She's barren. She heard God's word. She heard God's word when the three men came and spoke to her husband in Genesis chapter 18. Genesis 18, verse 10. He, one of these three men, 
And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Hearing that word, she laughed in disbelief of that claim. Now what precisely was it that Sarah did not believe? That which Sarah did not believe was that God would be able to carry out his covenant plan through Sarah. That's what she doubted. She doubted that God would be able to implement and execute his covenant plan through means of a woman like Sarah. That's what she doubted. She believed that she was as a woman, as an old and a barren woman, insufficient to be capable of being the vessel from which God's covenant family would be born. That's what Sarah doubted. It's not that Sarah disliked God. It's not that Sarah hated God or God's covenant plan. It's not that Sarah wanted nothing to do with God's plan of establishing a covenant with Abraham and with the seed after Abraham. In fact, the reality is Sarah loved that covenant word that God had come with unto Abraham. But this is what Sarah doubted. Sarah doubted her own ability to be the one through whom God would establish that covenant. And why is it that Sarah doubted Why is it that when she heard that word of God as she listened through the canvas of the tent that Sarah laughed within herself and had to be corrected for her laughter? The reason that Sarah doubted her ability was Sarah turned her eyes inward. Sarah looked at herself and Sarah evaluated herself according to her own standard. And the conclusion that Sarah came to was, one, I am barren. Two, I am old. Because of those things, three, I cannot be the one who is sufficient to be the mother of a great nation. Sarah took her eyes off of God's promise and turned her eyes inward. And upon reflecting herself, upon herself, made a faulty conclusion. She wasn't wrong in observing that she was barren. She wasn't wrong in observing that she was old. It says in Genesis 18 that it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. That is to say she was no longer fertile. And so, Sarah wasn't wrong in those two points. Where she was wrong with was her conclusion. 
she concluded, based on what she observed in herself, that she was inadequate. Feeling that she was inadequate, Sarah was driven to desperate measures. We see how desperate she became in Genesis chapter 16 when she was willing to turn to her husband and tell her husband, go, go unto my handmaid, Hagar. I can't. I can't be the mother of this nation. I'm not going to be able to bring unto you a son. She even couched her instruction with biblical pious language. 16 verse 2, Sarah said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. She pointed unto God and she used godly words here. The Lord has restrained me from bearing. I I can't bring a child unto you, Abraham. And so because I am insufficient to be the one through whom God will establish His nation, Abraham, this is what I'm going to instruct you to do. I pray thee, go in unto my maid, It may be that I may obtain children by her. Do you see, beloved, what happens when one feels and judges themselves to be inadequate, yea, entirely insufficient for the task that God has given unto them? It drove Sarah to such a low point that she was willing to instruct her husband to fornicate because she felt so worthless in her self-judged inability to bring a child into this world. When we understand that about Sarah, then who of us can't relate to that? Sarah was a woman who, yes, had faith, Yes, followed her husband Abraham when he went out sojourning into a strange land as a sojourner. But she struggled with believing that she was sufficient to be able to be the vessel by which God's covenant would be established. What mother in the church has not examined herself at some point and looked at her abilities and looked at the incredible responsibilities that God has given unto her and concluded, I'm insufficient. I cannot do this. And then being driven to desperation, has in a low point even thought to oneself, my husband would be be better off if my husband had found a different wife. If my husband had somebody else, he probably wouldn't be struggling so much. You see, that's precisely how the devil works. The devil uses doubt to work in the minds not just of women, but also of men. 
to draw God's children away from the promise of the Lord. Doubt. It's the tool that the serpent used in the beginning when the serpent, the devil in the form of the serpent, came to Adam and Eve in the garden. The the devil didn't come to Adam and Eve and tell Adam and Eve right away, thou shalt hate God. He didn't come right away with a commandment to hate, but he came with a question that was intended to plant seeds of doubt in the minds of Adam and Eve. Did God really say you are not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And with that leading question, the devil began to place seeds of suspicion and doubt in the minds of Adam and Eve with regard to God's Word. And that is precisely how the devil continues to work until this moment in time. Yes, it certainly is the case that the objective of the devil, the ultimate goal of the devil, is to have people hate God and come out outrightly confessing their hatred of God. But the devil is cunning in the way that he works. And the devil knows that it's too big of a leap to go straight from confessing one's love for God to confessing one's hatred for Him. And so what does the devil do to get an individual to leave behind their love of God and to bring them to the point where they hate God? What's in between love of Jehovah and hatred of Jehovah? It's doubt. If he can get you to doubt God and God's ability to use weakest means to fulfill his will, then the devil has already begun to move that individual from loving God to hatred of God. Doubt. Sarah doubted whether she would be sufficient to be the one to bear a covenant child. So God had to work in Sarah so that Sarah could understand and believe that God is capable of using even weakest means to fulfill His will. Genesis 18, verse 14. The Lord speaking unto Sarah, Is anything too hard for the Lord? That was the question that Sarah had to consider. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Sarah's eyes, we said, were turned inward. And Sarah was reflecting on herself and her own natural inabilities. But that was Sarah's weakness. And she had to be directed to take her eyes off of herself and to look at God. Is there anything too hard for God? I pray, beloved, that God give unto us the ability to see then that Sarah is not just an example of an exceedingly pious and godly woman who is so far removed 
from us that we cannot relate to her. But I hope we can see that Sarah was a normal Christian. Someone with strengths and someone with weaknesses. And God worked in her to strengthen her. Not just so that she could conceive seed, but so that she could believe God's promise. It was God's hand that strengthened Sarah. The text says, Hebrews 11, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. The fact that Sarah received strength means that this strength came from somewhere else. The strength by which Sarah brought the covenant child into this world was not a strength found within herself. Sarah was correct in this regard that insofar as her abilities went, she was unable to bring this child into the world. Sarah did not naturally have the abilities, the necessary faculties to bring Isaac forth into this world, but she received strength. Somebody else gave unto her strength. Somebody looked down upon Sarah and saw Sarah in her lowest state. And somebody pitied Sarah in her lowest state. And somebody gave unto her strength so that she could be able to conceive seed when she was past age. And that someone who gave unto Sarah the strength to conceive seed was none other than the almighty, omnipotent Jehovah God. It was the one who is the I am that I am. The one who by the power of His Word created the mountains and the depths of the oceans. The one who by the power of His outstretched arm continues to uphold and govern all things in heaven above and on earth below. The one who exercises such comprehensive control over all things that not even a single hair can fall down from an individual's head except he give commandment. It was that sovereign, omnipotent, I am that I am who looked upon Sarah in her lowest state, who beheld the lowest state of his handmaiden, and who pitied Sarah according to his tender, loving care, and who gave unto Sarah strength. Jehovah God, in an act of love, came down unto Sarah and worked in Sarah so that Sarah could conceive seed. Notice what the Almighty God gave unto Sarah the ability to do. The text does not tell us that this almighty, omnipotent God gave unto Sarah such a great measure of strength that from that time forward in her life, everything was easy. No trials, no hardships, no difficulties. It does not say that Sarah received strength so that there no longer would be trials, difficulties, hardships in her life. God is the omnipotent, 
all-powerful one. But God does not give His power indiscriminately, without a purpose. God gives power for specific saving purposes. And God gave unto Sarah strength. Why? So that she could conceive seed and bring forth a child when she was past age. A miracle this was. A miracle from the point of view of the fact that Sarah all her life long had been barren, unable to bring forth children, Miracle from a different point of view of the fact that Sarah was old. It ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. From these two perspectives, God performed a miracle that is beyond human comprehension. I cannot explain unto you how Abraham and Sarah were able to come together in their old age. And how Sarah was able to become pregnant when she was 90 years old. I cannot explain unto you how a child is conceived in a normal situation when the couple is younger. Much less can I begin to explain unto you the miracle that happened inside Sarah's womb when she conceived seed at age 90. In this miracle, God, as it were, laid down the foundation of His church. That's the idea there of that word, conceive. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive. Conceive means quite literally to put down even, to throw down. King James here puts it delicately when it says that she was able to conceive seed. The original means more graphically to throw down seed which is why, as I noted earlier, some Bibles translate this as Abraham being the subject, the male vessel being the one that throws down the seed. But the idea here of throwing down is that of throwing down a foundation. That's what God did when God strengthened Sarah so that she and Abraham could conceive seed. God was laying the foundation, establishing the foundation of what later would become His covenant people, of what would be His covenant nation ruled by kings, of what eventually would become His covenant church, which went even unto the four corners of the globe. With this son Isaac being conceived, the footings, as it were, were laid down. Later on, God would build off of those footings. Isaac was just the beginning. A lowly beginning was Isaac, just one son who was born. 
And that one son, Abraham, would later be commanded to take him, to tie him to the altar, and to offer that son up on the altar. And so a lowly beginning in giving this one son, Isaac. And yet, that one son that God gave to Abraham and and Sarah, that one covenant son, was the foundation, the beginning of God's church. And here we see a picture of Jesus Christ. For Jesus is the cornerstone, the foundation of His church. In a different sense in which Isaac was the foundation, Isaac was the foundation in that he was the beginning of the church. First you lay the foundation, after the foundation is laid, then you build up off of that. But Jesus was the foundation in a different sense. Jesus was the foundation in the sense that He is the basis of His church. It is because of Jesus Christ and through the finished work of Jesus Christ that God's church is gathered, defended, and preserved unto Himself. Lowly means was Isaac and lowly was Jesus Christ, despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, but sufficient in the Lord's eyes to be the one upon whom his church would be built up. The strength that Sarah received was given unto her through the instrument of faith. Faith. Through faith, the text says, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. At first glance, it might almost seem that God is here giving the reason, the basis for which Sarah was able to conceive seed. That it was because of, on the ground of, Sarah's faith in God that she was able to conceive seed and deliver a child when she was past age. But you understand that that cannot be the meaning and the explanation of that verse. Faith is never the basis for God's blessing upon His people. If our, if your and my faith in God was the basis upon which we would receive the blessing of God then if anybody was ever struggling, if anybody was ever going through a hardship, then the advice that would be given to them is, well, you better have more faith. You can't conceive. You can't bring forth a child into this world. The womb is closed. Then you better have more faith. And that is not the teaching of this text. It is not on the basis of faith 
man's activity of believing in God, that man receives God's blessing. But rather, Sarah's faith pointed her to God's Word. And that's the power by which Sarah was given a child. The text says that Sarah judged him faithful who had promised. The one who had promised. The object of Sarah's faith is the strength of Sarah's faith. It was the one in whom she believed who gave unto her this strength so that she could conceive seed. She judged God. God to be faithful who had promised unto her. God was the one who had given unto Abraham and unto Sarah a word about a child. God was the one who had promised to make a great nation out of Abraham and that in Abraham all of the nations of the earth would be blessed. Sarah had heard that word, that promise from God. She heard it even in the tent as she eavesdropped and the conversation that happened outside of the tent. And as Sarah heard that word, she believed that that word was a faithful word. She judged him faithful who had promised. At a difficult time, she judged him faithful who had promised. At a time when there was no earthly outward evidence that God was going to be able to carry out His Word. She believed. At a time when she was living as a stranger and a sojourner in a tent, she believed God's Word. At a time when she was barren all her life long and now was 90 years old and no longer fertile, she believed God's Word. And that, beloved, is the power of faith. There was growth in Sarah. She went from laughing to believing. God worked in Abraham so that he, against all hope, believed in hope that He might become the Father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Romans 4, verse 18. Sarah and Abraham judged that the One who had promised was faithful. May that word dwell in your and my hearts. May we judge God faithful who has promised. Sometimes there's very little outward evidence that His word is going to come to pass. Sometimes it seems as if everything and everyone is up against us. At times in life such as that, when we feel overwhelmed 
inadequate and insufficient, even as Sarah of old judged herself to be. May God give us faith that we might judge Him to be faithful who has promised. We do not turn our eyes inward and imagine that the fulfillment of God's Word depends on our own strength, efficacy, wisdom, or understanding. But we take our eyes and we direct our eyes up on high and we look at what God has promised. And by faith, we judge Him faithful who has promised. Amen. Let us pray. Father which art in heaven, is there anything that is too hard for Thee? By faith we confess there is not. Thou art the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Everlasting, I am that I am cannot be contained by the heavens of heavens, and who has this earth as thy footstool. Wilt thou strengthen us as mothers, as fathers, as office bearers, as those who have been anointed into the threefold office of prophet, priest, and king, so that we might judge thee, the promise in God, to be faithful. Help thou our unbelief. Forgive us when we doubt thee and thy word. And receive this worship for Jesus' sake. Amen.